0: All right, it is the first Fire Up Wind Down of 2016. Woohoo! Hey everyone, I'm Deborah Trapin. This right here is John Ross Parks.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming.
0: This is so much fun. Uh, I love that we're doing this new project called Fire Up Wind Down at the D11. Den, and that you are the first. How goes cool that? Aw,
1: thank you so much for having me. I love you so much. I'm so honored to be here. This is awesome. What a great way to reach out to people.
0: Right. So, for those of you who don't know John Ross, uh, the two of us actually met at, in Ontario. It, it seems really- like
1: 20, it years ago, it seem 20 years ago. It
0: does. 20 years ago. Uh, at an event, but we did a tour last year for ARIA called Emerge. And so we had six, we did the six city blitz and we really got to know each other. And so when I was thinking about who do I want to kind of launch this for 2016, I was like, has to be John Ross. <laughs> uh, and I think really, it's because there's three elements of you that I really want to shine a light on and I want to inspire in others. And that is, first of all, you're all about elevating and empowering and engaging your community. So uh, not just for your job, right? Which is yep. important, your industry is important, but also yep. you have this ridiculously fiery passion for raising money for your community that you live in. Yes,
1: I love that. Rad,
0: all sorts of rad. And then of course we have <laughs> this in common, which is- You, you mean know, this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that, tell, tell the uh, fire Up community a little bit about who you are. And then of yeah. course, within your glass?
1: Awesome, so I'm an Ontario Realtor. For those of you that are tuning in for a minute side of the country, thank you guys for anybody that's paying attention to this um i am an eight year veteran of the business that sounds pretty young when i say it that way um but i'm a third generation realtor so my mom and my grandma are still actively selling and until very recently um we were all we were with different companies but i'm proud to say that as of two days ago my mom and my grandma are all together with me again at the same company so that's phenomenal i'm so proud to have everybody back under the same roof again, and um, not that it really mattered because it seemed like we worked together anyway. So that was that was cool. Um, there's some, there's something that really comes with being in a multi-generational business, and I know that goes across all platforms and all walks of life. It's you, as a third-generation person in this business, you have a different type of understanding and a different a different positioning within the marketplace of what you think about it. Right? You're not like. I, uh, yes, I feel the same pressure to do it every day. I have to be the best, that's a given. But there's this extra layer that you kind of, you have some expectations being a multi-generational person in this business. You need to do a little bit more. And that's kind of pushed me into this next part of my life that hopefully we'll get to talk about today a little bit.
0: Wow, okay, well I love that. And I know, I mean, I've met both your mom and your nana. They're fabulous power yes. women. They're, They're Fabulous! <laughs> <laughs> so, did you? So I'm so cu- I'm always curious about this, especially for we. I call them legacy. I call you a legacy agent.
1: Yeah, uh, I took that term. Them. You gave that to me first, emerge, and I ran with it. I loved
0: I it. I love it. Yeah, the the legacy of two power women in your world. Did did you like absolutely have no choice of going into real estate, but or did you think about anything else?
1: <laughs> Yeah, so I was actually, fancy it or not, I was actually an actor before I became a realtor. Um, So my first passion was was always a love of the stage. And my retirement career was always going to be in real estate. It just so happened that at 21, I decided to retire because I realized that real estate is far more lucrative for my spending habits than being a starving actor. I think think that...
0: (laughs) Well, and let's be real, you do get to do a bit of acting and be dramatic yeah. and put on your negotiator hat. I mean, there's so many roles, if you will, yeah. in real estate. I'm sure you get to tap into the power of, of your sass.
1: Absolutely. And the cool, the coolest part of what I did before compared to now is I've been able to take all of that theatricality and entertainment and parlay that into helping and engaging other people in this incredible industry and you know that's what we met on the emerge tour the emerge tour was and is um a groundbreaking initiative within ontario and canadian real estate it may not be revolutionary to you guys down there in the south but but for us there has been nothing this um in depth and the 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 areas that it's touched on And delivered to all parts of the country so as you know you're from a large center and there's a lot of large centers in the us in canada we only have a few right so we have vancouver calgary toronto montreal ottawa there's like maybe six or seven um but the cool thing with the emerge tour is the ontario real estate association said we want to touch everybody and I mean, everybody, we went from Thunder Bay, way up north in Ontario, all the way down to Windsor, out to Ottawa. And for us, all you US people, I'm so sorry, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But for all you Ontario people, you know how far that actually is. And Deb, yeah. uh, I mean, you did a bit of Talk it. To it. it. You, you're Talk getting <laughs>
0: to- I have to tell you the craziest thing. So I was at an event yesterday in Colorado and uh, one of the women who is actually in charge of the previews, the luxury program for the state, is mm-hmm. from Sudbury. I was no. like, oh my God, I've been to there. Where I grew up. I was like, <laughs> never in my life did I ever think that I would meet somebody in Colorado that I could actually <laughs> meet them oh my lord lady, I have seen where you grew up. I, and I told her, of course, that we almost got arrested ch- checking out the nickel.
1: <laughs> by, we had by the, such uh, a wonderful time there. It was, was so good.
0: Funny. Yeah. The, what was his name? I can't even remember his name but the, the security guard. What
1: are you doing? Sec- the security guard. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're messing with you. No, it was a good time. time. And you know what? There's stories like that all the way across the province. And I've I've been lucky enough to have been involved with the program that we were involved with for three years from the very beginning. And it's funny, every year it's grown and grown and grown. The coolest part is, with that particular initiative, we've had people come back every single year. And not only every single year, we've had people come back three, four times in a season. You know, Mary, uh, Marianne, okay. prime example. She is our nu- she is our super fan. If Emerge has a super fan, Marianne and David are the super fans from, from Ottawa. Um, yeah. Marianne and David Bournes, for those of you guys that are listening, they're a fantastic couple. Um, and they've supported the event and uh, they really believe in it. And it's amazing to see that the the messages that we're bringing forward actually have an impact. And you know, most of us aside from you and a couple of others that have been involved are just realtors. We just sell houses. That's our thing, right? We don't speak. I love to speak. It's fun. Give me a microphone and watch me go. But the reality is I just sell houses every day. You know what I mean? That- and for us oh, to get, you
0: know me. I'm going to give you the little, the little finger and say, stop saying just it's a four letter word. You change people's <laughs> lives. You change their to help Thank them you. build their dreams with them. Do not underestimate. Yes, it's
1: a very fulfilling career. career. Yeah, Thank no, I know get.
0: It. 100%. Oh, go
1: ahead. Go ahead. I was going to
0: say, real estate is such an interesting industry, especially from for me as a professional speaker. You know, there there are so many high D, high I, you know, type A actor types in the industry that there are some, yeah. there are great speakers. Who don't do that for a living? They actually sell real estate, and they're they're they are yeah. professional realtors. But they they want to, to kind of tap into that side of themselves. So I've seen some I've seen some amazing speakers, and I've also seen some that I'm like, wow, it's a good thing you have a day job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's fair, not all you, you know, did. that's fair. You no, know, everybody has a message to share and that's goodness. So yeah. let's kind of yes. switch from how we met into, you know, one of the things that I'm super passionate about knowing of, about the people in my life is what does success mean to you? Like what, what does success look like to John Ross? It's in a world like we live in now, it's really easy to try and kind of adopt everyone else's. So what does it look yeah. like to you?
1: So you know what's really funny is success to me has changed a lot over the eight years that i've you know been in the business i know that's not a long time for a lot of people out there but for me in the beginning success was getting that next deal success was like getting that paycheck and that was all i could focus on now eight years in things have changed a lot right so so now i'm involved in connecting with realtors not only in my own community, but across the province and helping them um, navigate this world of real estate politically and personally. So um, for me, a huge measure of my success is, you know, when I'm able to connect with realtors that I've, th- whose opinion I've never heard from before. So over the past few years, I've had a really, really good chance, thankfully, to ARIA and with my speaking events across the province, is I've talked to people from Thunder Bay all the way down to Windsor, everywhere in between, to Ottawa, like everywhere. I've got a really awesome perspective of where Ontario realtors are at. And for those of you that aren't from Ontario, I apologize. This is probably going to be boring to you guys, but it's something that I'm extremely passionate about.
0: (laughs) I, no, um Ontario passionate passionate community. That's awesome
1: what was that what was that sorry i missed that
0: i said i said don't worry about it you don't have to apologize you're passionate about your community that's why we're highlighting you yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome um but within our within our province we have an incredible situation where we are provincially governed um and we have an entire area with diverse needs and extremely different perspectives that we have to navigate. And so for me, the next step in my success meter is um, how do I represent all of Ontario as opposed to just my little area? Because that's easy. I know this little neck of the woods. You haven't been out here yet, but I know I'm gonna get you here someday soon. But I can navigate this little world, but what I really want to do is take the experiences that i've had over the past three two and a half, three years and expand those so as you know, I am running for Director Large of the Ontario Real Estate Association, which is a huge next step um, and uh, that's that 's my success mirror is Have I done enough so far to warrant representing people from Thunder Bay from downtown Toronto from Ottawa, from Windsor? um because i have been listening in personal conversations and and otherwise are you still hearing me i just got a little oh, notification cool. you're still good okay oh,
0: yeah. let me just turn it oh, up yeah.
1: here okay we're good sorry um yeah so i've uh, my next success meter is really um how uh, how successfully do i represent everybody and i think that's going to be difficult to measure but i'm definitely up for the challenge that's for sure
0: i love that so, you know, I am hearing a little bit of an echo now. I'm not sure what that is. Um, yeah, if maybe my
1: one second. I'm just going to switch here.
0: Okay. I there had to switch go. to my,
1: my real microphone. So please hold. <laughs> do, do, do. You can sing and sing a little song for them. I've heard and you, you singing. I know how incredible <laughs> you are.
0: Oh, I'm not yet. It is Friday night. I can't believe it's Friday night. You know, I love right? it. I love fire. Friday.
1: How, so, how uh, is the
0: weather down there?
1: We are so time. warm here. We're so warm up here. It's unbelievable. You
0: know, one second. Going on? The weather is so crazy lately. It's uh, I feel like you guys got a bunch of snow dumped on you, and now it's warm.
1: Okay. I've got the big boy microphone. So let's see how this does.
0: Awesome. Oh, it looks like Jackie's asking a question. Would you say listening is the most important quality in any business? Oh my goodness. Yes. Jackie. (laughs) I completely. So yeah. Uh, Jackie is a, a great friend of mine. She's a fellow author. She writes really awesome books for, uh, I guess a twink is probably a good way to say it, like the junior readers, but just amazing. She wrote this book called Cracker that changed my life, changed the way I look at how I see other people. It is such a great book. I'll, I'll be sure to drop the link in, in the blog.
1: You're welcome, yeah, Jackie.
0: Keep on going, sister. Um, okay, so let's kind of let, let's kind of go into, so we talked about like what success means, and I love that you, you have a definition, which just for a second here. Let's celebrate that because A, you you're young. And and by young I just mean you're young in your career and you're just getting you're, you're getting clear about who you are and what you want to do. Most people who've been in business for 30 years still don't know what success means. And and I truly believe that competition it actually is bred right inside that. I think that people who Look at your success and want to compete against it, or want what you have, just haven't defined it for themselves. So, congratulations to you! Cheers that, because that is a huge. Thank thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Milestones are meant to be celebrated, and you know what it is, and that's so good. It's awesome. So, so let's talk about the whoops. The whoopses. We had a, we had a mistake. You know, a a lesson. You know, put it in maybe a more positive way that, that you're thinking, gosh, you know, I, I would have done something a little bit differently that you think people could learn something from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, not to get too personal, (laughs) I hope that's, this isn't too revealing, but, um, you know, when I was first in the business, uh, my grandma, who's a a huge mentor of mine, uh, I, I ignored some advice that I got from her, which to this day affects every every single decision I make going forward, it's, it's been crazy. So I was 21. I, I think I had my real estate license for about six months. You can imagine how fresh I was at 21. (laughs) So, you know, I, I I didn't read everything fully in an agreement and a document that I was signing. It was was personal. It, It wasn't a client. And, um, It taught me a very valuable lesson. It was a very expensive lesson, but it taught me a very valuable lesson. And the greatest thing that I think in that whole process was my family allowed me the freedom to make that mistake on my own. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, And to learn from that. And I'm not going to say I was careless at 21. I don't know anybody out there that's careless at 21 because at 21, you know everything, right? The whole world you know everything about. Yeah, no. You're you're basically teaching the world how to do the world. Um, but I will say that that particular lesson, simple thing as not everything fully, made me so much more self-aware, and it really gave me the insight to realize you don't know everything, and it doesn't matter how practiced how versed, how much you think you know, there's still more to learn. And you know, that was that was a turning point in my life. At, it's so pathetic to say at 21, but at 21, it opened my eyes and it made me realize, you know what, if you don't spend the rest of your life learning more, you're not going to do better for yourself. And up until a few years ago, that only meant myself, but now it actually means you're not going to do better for other people. So that, that lesson they that learned at a very young age has been amplified so much more. You know, the scale has gone up incredibly from that silly mistake that I made at 21. And, you know, I thank my family a lot for that because it was a mistake that I was allowed to make. And you know what? They saved me a lot. They, they, they definitely were there and they were incredible resources, but I'm really proud and happy that they let me make that one mistake on my own. I was, it was really good.
0: I love that. That's such a great story, and I think that that's something that there's so many layers of it, right learning. The learning something for yourself is yeah. part of life, and I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of parents and grandparents and aunties that that want to kind of shelter and, and protect kids from learning things like that. But man, mm-hmm. unless you feel the pain, and for you it was financial, which stinks, yeah. but and it was definitely both for sure. Yeah, and look at like now, look at how far, how much farther you are than a lot of your peers. It, yeah, because you learned a really big, valuable lesson. And, and I love what you said about how it was really just about how it affected you for, for a few years after that. But now it's really, gosh, if I'm not learning and improving and growing, then I can't actually serve my community well either. And that's, there's, there's such wisdom in that. Like it, you're so wise, John Ross. Oh,
1: what a <laughs> loving we're having! I'll drink to that.
0: I love, it. Oh, I love it. It's so fun. So tell me something. Let's do something fun and kind of off the wall. How about something that people don't know about you? Like what's thing? What's something? And I guess maybe it has to be a little clean because you are running for office.
1: <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'll make a disclaimer. I'm absolutely, unfortunately, probably for anybody at aria or anybody that has to deal with me, I'm probably the most transparent person you'll ever meet. I do not have a filter and sometimes I get in trouble. Anybody that's out there that's listening that knows the word man meat will understand what I'm talking about, but I won't let everybody know the full story. Um, but,
0: um,
1: you know, <laughs> please share that with Richard Depp, please. So, i absolutely. Okay, great. Um one thing that people don't know about me that might surprise them. Okay, so for about 7 years I bred and showed Chihuahuas. And at one point I had some yes, I know. And um I had about 16 dogs at one time. <laughs> yes. Where? Now uh, only only three to four lived in my house at the time, um, and the rest lived elsewhere. They had they had homes, foster homes, but um, yeah, I had a very successful little Chihuahua business going, um, and it was more of a passion than anything. I know right. it's hilarious. It's so stereotypical. I'm so sorry. But I
0: okay, so I knew you loved dogs, but yes. like now that just took it to a whole nother level. So, you uh, do you know Christoph Chu here in the states? He's down in Beverly Hills. I don't. He's done a million a million dollar listing a few times. He's he's just an absolute. He and his wife, who she's she's just delightful. She's got a title I can never remember. I think it's Contessa or something like that. But just fabulous. Always has this beautiful, like gorgeous vintage bling and the whole kitten. They have a pack. They're a little family is chihuahuas and so they always have these fantastic photos of their little chihuahuas so now I need to introduce the two of you oh
1: my gosh I can't wait to meet them yeah my uh my prize little pig was about two pounds He was two pounds one ounce full grown he was my stud um his name was Timbit and he was the bomb honestly he was amazing he was amazing
0: a stud that was two pounds one ounces yeah
1: you know the grossest part is? I had to help him every now and then, but uh, he was successful. Let's call him that.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, there, <laughs> there's so much to clean. It's just dog dirty, not human dirty. Um,
1: <laughs> my, no big deal. I
0: love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. And so that was, what, 10 years or so ago that you were doing that?
1: You know what? Actually, that was my first three years in this business and I had to make a decision three years in. It was like, do I do this passion that I love that I'm like obsessed with or do I choose real estate? And you know what? Unfortunately, I had to choose real estate. Um, I'm very glad that I did because it's it's been a, a, it seems real estate's won out every time when I've had to have the battle of the passions. So it's definitely the place I need to be in for sure.
0: I love that. Okay. So Jackie is like tapping on the door saying, what the heck are you drinking? So why don't you share? Because I know one of the things that I was telling people in the promo is that you are kind of exploring your love of wine. And so I didn't say what exploring means because I thought I'd let you do that. So why don't you give the uh, fire up community a little spiel about your exploring wine?
1: (laughs) Sure. Well, you um, quite a few months ago introduced me to the app Vivino, V-I-V-I-N-O, for anybody out there that's not paying attention, um, which completely changed my idea of wine. So I have taken upon myself, most people make New Year's resolutions like work out, eat better, you know, travel more, drink more water. I've decided <laughs> as my new year's resolution, I'm not going to drink the same wine twice for the whole year. So what that means is it's very difficult to survive on the wine that's out there. So you have to explore. And um, the Vivino app has allowed me to go to, in Ontario, we have the LCBO um, it allows you to compare and contrast the different types of wines, review different types of wines that are out there. And the coolest part about it is that it's allowing me to rank myself against other Canadians. And as a realtor, we love nothing more than beating other people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: my God, that cannot be the quote of the show, but it's my favorite so far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm proud to say that in a matter of a few months, I've made it to 512 out of at least a hundred and something thousand Canadians um, on Vivino, which is props to that. Um, the coolest part is, though, you know what really cool thing is, I used to be very like, close minded about what wines I drank and the types of things that I, I, I was into. And I've been forced because of this crazy pledge that I did to myself to look into regions that I would never have given the time of day. Like South Africa, Chile, Argentina. Um, I've been, I've discovered the world through wine. Like tonight I'm drinking a Spanish Rioja, which Deb knows I've been all about Riojas lately. They're like up there, like they're amazing. Um, Yeah, amazing. Actually, please hold, I'll show you the bottle just for a free plug for them because everybody needs to drink this.
0: I love it. So um, right. I'm assuming that John Ross Parks handle is the same over there. Look at that! Oh, L A N Lon. Um. It's 2011.
1: <laughs> you can get me anywhere, any social media you want: Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, anything, and it's just John Ross Parks. So anybody that wants to connect with me, please feel free. I'm available all the time. So.
0: <laughs> you, you're easy to access. Got it. Uh, so, what I love about Jackie, uh, I, that was just, a, that was kind of underneath my breath there. Uh, what I love about Jackie is that she totally turned it the other direction. And so, instead of giving something up for Lent, you'll see in the comments, she says she's going to do that for Lent. She's going to try a different nice. wine.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to read the comments.
0: <laughs> so much fun. So, so much fun, for sure. Um, I'm actually drinking a Washington Syrah, which really so most Riojas um, are nice and bold, but they're, they don't have a ton of spice. Usually, they're a little on the cherrier side, um, yeah. maybe truffle, maybe a little truffle going on in there. Uh, this is which um, it has a little bit, a little bit of oak, but more vanilla in it than the normal. Uh, and what I love about the Washington Syrah is that. Well, first of all, Syrah is a Rhone grape, which you and I have had these conversations about Rome and Bordeaux and kind of the geeky side back. of...
1: I loved it.
0: Right? <laughs> right? I love that. I mean, I like the geeky side of wine because it's an art, right? It's farming, it's
1: creative, it's, it's so all about many about learning. Things. 100%. It's all about learning. I think that's why everyone loves it, because no one's ever perfect. That's right? life. Wine is life. Well,
0: and... Um, Women on Wine TV, the show, of course, that you know that I do with Kelly, wow. you know, we've actually done shows on, you know, crushing wine snobbery. It's like, let's just talk about the reality here. It's just a, it's a way people make grapes. And I tend to like the style because they don't keep the the juice with the the actual skin of the grape. Because the skin of the no. grape is what like, gives me that kitty tongue, you know, that dry, like... Where it's like you need yep. to have a steak in order to drink this in order to drink wine. Rioja and they are very much the same. Where well, you don't need that. You could just, you know, pound it. <laughs> the uh no, I they can compl- do
1: that, my dear. Never once have I seen you do that.
0: <laughs> I'm a classy drinker. I don't pound it. I sip. <laughs> so so tell me what inspires you when you get up in the morning, like what, what gets you moving forward is the, the thing with being an entrepreneur, which really every real estate agent is an entrepreneur. You wake up both days without a, as, as an unemployed person, right? And you're like Everyone. always looking for that next deal, that next client, that Until next opportunity.
1: You're unemployed.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, but it's, it's also exhilarating. So what inspires you to keep going?
1: So as a realtor, um, because I believe that I wear two hats right now in my life, as a realtor, what really inspires me is connecting with families. So at the beginning of my business, it was not about families at all. At the beginning of my business, it was everybody that would come around. I will work with anybody. It doesn't matter. But what I found is the The more aged I get, let's say that. My grandma calls me that says that I'm in my second trimester of life. uh, Now that I'm 30, it's nice, right? It's a good one. So so now that I'm in my second trimester of life, everyone's having kids, second kids, third kids, families moving up. And what I found my business personally to change into is I'm helping people develop where they wanna go and where their family is going to go, and the direction that they're taking their families in, which has been unbelievable, unbelievable. And you know, I didn't really realize it until I made a commitment this year, I was gonna do a whole bunch of radio advertisements. And part of the creative process in that, that we decided on, we wanted real commercials from real people. So we were gonna do some interviews of people that I'd worked with, completely unbiased, just some of my rock stars that I've worked with. And you know what? All the amazing people that I've chosen so far have been families that I impacted to make a difference. And that was not intentional. I wish it was because it's freaking brilliant. Um, However, I didn't know the impact that I had. (laughs) I know, right? I didn't know the impact I had on those people until I was sitting in the booth with them and they were being interviewed by someone else. So I I think for me, impacting impacting families and helping them move on is definitely definitely key now the other side the representative hat the political hat for me what inspires me the most is hearing new problems from realtors new issues that come up um i think that it's very important for our representatives and i expect this of anybody that's representing me to be listening and wanting to hear the problems and the successes that I feel strongly about in my business and you know when we're talking in my little area it's really easy they can just call me all the time but provincially we're a huge province we're our province is 66,000 members that's a lot of people that's it's huge it's a huge wow. amount of people but What's been firing me up, to borrow your terminology, if that's okay, um, and what's well, been really like igniting my passion has been connecting with these people. And so, for me, that inspires me to keep moving forward. Is the issues and the day-to-day dilemmas that are shared from people in downtown Toronto to Montreal to Belleville, where I am, to anywhere else in the province that I've been to. We're all having the same issues, and you know, I think what I would love to see going forward would be everyone to accept that a realtor in Toronto or a realtor in Belleville, we're the same. We're doing this. We're fighting the same war. And it'd be amazing if all of our representatives, no matter who they are, to me, it doesn't matter who it is, but whoever's out there representing us as members, um, if they're fighting for all of us at once, that's what I really, really want. That That's what fires me up.
0: I love that. Okay. So, all right, I'm going to put on my sassy hat again and say, all right, so you uh, talked about from your business and then from yeah. your, kind of your, so your, your realtor hat and let's just say your political hat. So what about John Rock? Like what personally, what inspires you as a person? Not, I get the business stuff. Yeah, but totally. what, what are you just like in this, I'm not talking about your purpose or, or any of those things that you know, you're know you reading about in the book, but I wrote, I'm talking about like, what right now, are you like getting out of bed and going, yes, I can't wait to do that. I'm so excited about this personally.
1: Personal. You know, I'm going to sound like a dork, but I really love taking my dog for a walk. Is that ridiculous? <laughs>
0: Dorky, that's so sweet. And I love that, and
1: I think that's awesome. With all the stuff that goes on, right, and you know, uh, there's a lot of moving parts right now in my life, which I'm so thankful for and I love, but I love taking my dog for a walk. I love hanging out with my friends and talking about movies. Or you know what, I'm really wrapped up, and I'm sorry all you Canadians, but I'm so wrapped up in the US political race right now It's occupying the whole world, and I don't want to talk about politics, but I'm so obsessed with it. Between that and the Game of Thrones release in a few weeks, I'm literally beside myself.
0: (laughs) So, so here's a here's a really funny tidbit. So, I, as you know, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Canada last year, and actually the last two years since I started. D eleven. I spent a lot of time in Canada. You know, thank you to the Canadians who love me. It's like wow. Um, the but what I find the most interesting is that actually my Canadian friends are more interested and and almost more invested in the political cycle that we have here than wow. than we are because I think we're so it's everywhere it permeates and and here's what I found interesting is when. You know, Prince Justin (laughs) came into court. Oh my lord, like I was so interested in that. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Where like I couldn't care less what's happening in my own backyard. But when Trudeau like takes his place and has this cabinet with diversity and women, I'm like, all ears, totally interested. Absolutely like, please vote for him, you know, Canadians vote for so this is the interesting thing. I think um and why I think you are going to be successful in that side of of your with that hat is that yeah. you have a broad reach, right? You you have kind of a sassy side to you that everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, what's John Ross going to say?" But then you also have this really passionate way of seeing the world. Like you yeah. you look at things you don't you don't look at it through a siloed view, and I think that that's. You know that's a gift, and I think that it's something that I hope that people that are around you see. I'm sure they do, um, but I think it's it's also could have to do with the fact that you were raised by two freaking phenomenal women. <laughs> like they're kind of a right? They are. <laughs> like ridiculous, and they're such. And you know what I loved about? Like, I mean, I didn't get to spend a ton of time with them, but they are so invested in supporting you. It wasn't like they were cheering, they were there to support. And so, and I think there's a difference. And I I think I see that in all of the things that you say and do, especially after I met them. It's like, oh, I, I can see where that, the rearing, if you will, they weren't like pushing you. They were like, oh, maybe this direction, or how about this? so i'd love to know like what was the favorite lesson your your nana has taught you so far before the you know not not the big huge mistake lesson but what's like kind of the sassy nana lesson that she's taught you that you love to tell people like here's what my nana says about that i don't think she's in the room
1: <laughs> she's not i'm sure she wishes she was <laughs> you know the one thing that's You know, and when I was younger, I couldn't distinguish between the difference between mom and my nana. So I used to call them mom and nana. So I will use the term mom and nana right now because they've both been as undyingly supportive as you can imagine from from the time you saw them. Um, They instilled in me the idea that it doesn't matter what you want to do. As long as you give a shit about what you're talking about and you want to learn about it. You're going to be good at it. And I think there's a huge difference between saying you can be good at this and saying you will be good at this. Does that does that make any sense? I I know you say that a lot to me, but we talk a lot. in case.
0: I think that it makes sense because I think one one is a statement and one is, is actually positive manifestation. You will do yeah. this. It's not It's not a can you do something. It's you will. And it, it, it's honestly, I think we've had, it probably came back to Miss Peterson, my fourth grade teacher. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's Mrs. Zimmerman now. Uh, she, always, uh-huh. when, when the students in the class would say, can I go to the bathroom? She would say, I don't know. Can you?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, and it, like, I, I still remember that. Like it, because she was basically saying, you're, that's not actually what you are looking for. No. You're actually asking, may I? Not can. I like, of, course the bathroom. of course you are. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that the word can is, is a word that we have to be very careful about. Right? I yeah. think may is important, you know, being respectful. And will, or you will do it. Like, it's happening. I think that's yeah. such a beautiful thing.
1: Thank I love you. It. Thank
0: you. Okay, so Thank randomness. You. What's the first thing you do in the morning?
1: I check Twitter. That's the first thing I do. I open my no. I correct you. So for any single people out there, and this may not be politically correct, I check Grinder and then I check Twitter. Or as oh, Dad you... likes to call it, Thumper. Um... Yes, Thumper <laughs> is Thumper to me.
0: I, I will never remember it as Grinder, but I.
1: No, I usually check. No, I do. I have a whole folder in my phone called social, and I go down the list. I check everything from top to bottom just in case I didn't get a notification, largely because all of my news I get from Twitter, just like any other person that's 30-plus or slightly under out there. I get it all from there. I don't want to sit down and wait for it to come on the TV. I want it when I want it and that's how I catch up on my life. I do that before bed, then I check my email, and then I do my morning routine. I, I like to get everything done at once because I'm easily, let's not say I'm easily distracted. However, I enjoy engaging in a multitude of tasks at once. So I prefer to handle the quick tasks at once on, at once in the morning.
0: Well, and again, that's a that's a, a very uh, female-driven trait. You know, we, yeah. we te- as females, we, we tend to be able to multitask better than men. And so it makes it, it, it makes total sense because you were raised by two power women. You were, like, learning the process. Okay, dude, oh, these are three things I can do at the same time, and everything will turn out just fine. We all no. know multitasking, we don't do anything great when we're doing that, but who needs to be great at checking Twitter? I mean, come on. You can check Twitter and jump over and download your emails at the same time. No one's gonna mm. lose a limb if you multitask with social media. So Absolutely. I totally love it. Great. Right. And um, I can't wait to see the comments in the shares when everyone figures out what grinder is. <laughs> There's a huge part of the Fire Up community who has no idea what that is. So I am so looking forward to that. So Enjoy people. <laughs> Google, go Google, totally. So, how about, yeah. You know, one of the things that I love to ask my friends, my clients, uh, my family, let's say, is I truly believe we all have a superpower. And I have, I I think I actually have a couple. Like, one is I make wine disappear.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm like, probably
1: the most successful wine disappearer that I've ever met aside from myself.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Preach it. But so <laughs> when, you, when you think about like, what is your superpower? Like, what is that thing about you that you're just like, yeah, when you do it, you're, you just know it's like wonder twin power. I don't even know if you know, do you know what wonder twin powers activate? Is that even in Canada or in your generation? I'm going to just no, aged myself. I, don't know. I
1: don't know what Power Rangers are.
0: Oh, Lord, yeah. They weren't the coolest <laughs> cartoon ever. I may have to drop something in the in the blog post on what uh, Wonder Twin Powers yeah, so is. But really I think I yeah, cool. Yes. So <laughs> what's your superpower? Tell me.
1: Okay, superpowers... To- I don't care what my superpower is. I have to have a cape. So if that's an issue, I'm sorry, you're not gonna be part of my super circle. Um, but actual actual powers, I think telepathy would be really good. Only because it would be incredible to know when I'm talking to someone, what they're actually thinking and what they really want. Um, I don't want to abuse that power, but it would be really, really cool just to know the truth all the time, even if it hurts. Cause sometimes, you know, sometimes you get the truth. <laughs> I know, but I don't Holy think man. I can. I
0: know that. Okay. I think Mel Gibson did a movie. I think it's what women want is the name of the movie. It has Mel Gibson it. in it. And he's like, Have you seen it where he's like yeah. painting his nails. He's like doing this <laughs> whole like product testing. He's painting his nails, putting hose on and He falls in the tub. And he gets electrocuted by a hair dryer. And he all of a sudden hears what women are saying. Like, his biggest nightmare.
1: (laughs) I, You know what? I'll I'll take it. I would take it. Because you know what? The cool thing is, I think a lot of people aren't really genuine. And it'd be really cool to see through that. Not to get too real, but there's a lot of, sorry my language, but shit out there. And people just, like, talking because they want to talk. And, you know, I don't, I don't live that way. And I don't kind of believe in people that live that way. And uh, oh, oh, thanks for
0: the class. Um, I love the props.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would be really cool to know who was telling me the truth and who wasn't. That's all.
0: Yeah. I think that that would actually be nice to know if somebody was telling me the truth or not. How, and what, what's actually what I believe to be true is that people think about me two percent of the time and themselves ninety eight percent of the time. But I think it's totally flipped. Right? Like I'm totally 100%. like, oh my god, they're judging like, oh my gosh, did, will they see that extra five pounds I gained over the Christmas season? Are they and no one's thinking about that.
1: How I am thinking about that. Every morning. How long do we get ready to look good for other people? Yes, we say we're looking good for ourselves, but let's be honest, we're trying to look good for other people.
0: Yeah, yeah. They I don't mean, kind of we're human. We're human, and so it's it's part of the it's part of the process, right? The process. I guess it's just a process. Since i an Canadian, but Thank if you we for really do. Me. I love it. Yes, I, I fancy myself a, a, a Canadian in you know kind of the, the, a part time, a, a potential full time Canadian if the crazy hair gets in in office.
1: Great. Oh my god. Girl, I'll marry you and your husband if you guys want to come to Canada. It'll be fine.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it that's so funny. Oh my god. I love and, and what I love about your superpower is that you have to have a cape. I think that, you know, one of the things when I was uh, brainstorming with my I hate to call her assistant. She's like She's like my chief idea lover and hater all in one where she listens okay. to what's going on in my head and she's like, love it, hate it, love it, hate it. <laughs> like do yeah. not do that. Absolutely. Let's go that way. She's kind of my sounding board. And we were talking about um, a couple of concepts around creating kind of a fire up cake that like, how could you like, how do you create? Cause I think attitude Sometimes needs to be inspired by something external. Like it's right. great to say wake up every day and smile. But sometimes you just don't That's freaking want to smile. smile. Yeah, right. it's not it's not life. There are days where I have to get up and completely choose to be happy. Like it is a painful. Like I wish it was five o'clock in the afternoon and I could have a glass of wine right now from the second I wake up. Like there are just days like that. And I would love to have like some crazy cape that I just put on those mornings. That's like, okay, my attitude is coming from the inside, not happening today. It's got to be something sparkly and something crazy. Uh, so I love the cape. So if we decide to do the fire up cape, we may to test it on you. Just know I'll
1: that. Bet it, you can beta test anything on me, Sweet Pea, no problem.
0: I love it. So, so tell me. You know, one of the things that I'm I'm really big on, especially it, when a new year starts. Uh, well, I should say, one of the things I'm not huge on is resolutions. Like I think we have a life to live, and so I, I think that bad. you know how many years you failed. <laughs> It's a like you have a life to live. So why say, I get, I have a girlfriend who's like, but you have to have a fresh start every once in a while. I'm like, but I wake up every day. every day's a fresh start for me. Oh. Like there are days where I pivot and there are days where I keep going on where I was yesterday, but I don't wait for the new year to make a new plan. And I don't, it's just not my gig. However, there are a lot of people who do. So I, have, I kind of created this whole thing called the uh, signature life session, right? It's like it, way I sit down and I'm like, okay, do I? What do I want to learn this year? Do I want to learn like container gardening or French or like what do I want to like? There's something I want to learn. Like, do I want to learn like six sentences in Italian? Like, I know I'm not going to learn a new language in a year. It's not going to happen. But what do I want to learn how to say? <laughs> Yeah. Nice. (laughs) And so I like that process. But my big thing every year is like, what is my word? Like, what word do I want to see everywhere? Do I want to wake up and see it? Do I want to hear words in the song that just sing back to me? So, do you have a word that you're kind of looking at for the next chunk of time?
1: Wow. Way to go deep, Deb. Okay, um, well, while
0: you're thinking about it, let me just tell you the coolest thing. So my word is unstoppable for, for, okay. for the foreseeable future. Who knows if it'll change before 2016 or if it'll go on? But I have, so Sia, I don't, do you know who Sia is? Is that too old for you? Like she's my Sia age, right? Hear, Sia. She's my age. Okay, so I don't know if 30 somethings listen to somebody my age. So... <laughs>
1: She has that tiny little short girl with the wig that dances, right?
0: yes, like the yes, yes. So she, so I decide. Okay, yep, this is the this can be my word. Like six days later, she launches, releases a song called "Unstoppable." I'm like, this woman is like my spirit human on the planet. It is such a rad song, but it's Major but it's about. Ever. Awesome, She's awesome.
1: Incredible. She's incredible. I love her music. Oh, is someone leaving?
0: Yes. Bye, darling. Thank you for joining us on your first day, yes. Mike.
1: Thanks, whoever was here. I can't, I wish I could see the chat. Okay, I've got my word. This year is all about possibilities within myself and within everybody that I come in contact with. So I would love to not only inspire, instill in myself the fact that anything is possible, but what would be really amazing is everybody that I deal with this year, be it clients, my broker, other agents, I want to to give them possibilities into doing things better and changing things because, you know, I don't know about the States, but right now the Canadian real estate world's in a flux. We're in a huge change and it's coming. And those who aren't aware of it, don't worry, we'll make sure that you're prepared, but there are changes coming. And I think that everybody needs to understand that no matter how long you've been doing something and how set in your ways you may think you may be, there are possibilities for you. And, you know, I was dealing with, I go back to speaking with people. I was dealing with a woman who was 88 in, the north of Ontario, like deep north, like way up there. I don't want to give a city because I don't want to give people away. Um, And you know, she's selling real estate with her iPad and she's still in the business after 40 years. And you know, that's the embodiment of possibilities because I know people that are 22 years old that feel that they can't do that in downtown Toronto. You know, and like, it's a mindset and I think that, that really anybody that wants to do a lot more within themselves and within whatever they do, whether it be like their business, I know we've been talking a lot about business and that's awesome, but whether it's like learning about wine this year or learning a language like you mentioned, or maybe learning to hopscotch without your knees hurting, I don't know, whatever your thing is, it's possible for you to do it. As long as you you get yourself in that space. And so, yes, for me, it's about possibilities. But for everybody that I touch this year, it's about possibilities, 100%. Thank oh, you for yeah. that. I have a lot of an right now. So thank you.
0: You're welcome. I, you know, I think that's actually my favorite part about a new year is saying, like, what do, what am I looking for? I think that people try to make so a couple of things like we're, we're like swirling around in my brain as you're talking. I think that we put too much pressure on ourselves at the beginning of to work. do all these things. Right. But if you have an anthem or a theme that keeps you going, like possibilities, that's great. Unstoppable, super fun. Um, where you just like, okay, these, this is where I'm going. It helps you with all of this smaller goals and the, Somewhat mundane, boring tasks that need to happen in order to achieve your goals. Because the reality is, sometimes you just need to get up and do something really boring in order to make your goal happen. And it's not all glamorous. And, so, and I love the concept of possibility. The um, hopscotch without your knees hurting, that one cracks me up. Because I was um, talking to one of my girlfriends, uh, Rebecca I don't know if, I don't know if I've introduced you to her yet on social media. She's fantastic but we're talking about how business is kind of like hopscotch and your competitors are kind of like the little stones that are sitting on the different little areas and how you have to kind of pivot or jump or, or, you know, kind of shift your, your plan based on where you want to go and what makes the most sense for what's already happening in that area. So I can't wait to tell her like just the idea of let's not, Let's not focus on how much our knees hurt. Let's focus on where we're going. I think that's an awesome, awesome. idea. So awesome, that's super awesome. So, all right. So we have a minute to share. Like, what do you have? What's kind of in your back pocket that you're thinking? Okay, so if I give you the stage and I say
1: you've got the pulpit, Pastor oh, Park. No. you know me and a microphone. It's not a good scene. <laughs> I'll just talk <laughs> for microphone. hours. <laughs>
0: So, so I'm going to say, go like, give your message. What's, what's that thing you just want to share with the fire up community. That's going to help them get out of their own way.
1: You know, in speaking with you for as long as we've known each other, about two years now, um, you know, the biggest thing that I've learned and I'm going to give a lot of credit to you. I mean, you may not want it, but I'll give it to you anyway, is that, every single person out there, regardless of if you're selling one house a year or you are you have your own flower shop down the street or you deliver mail, it really doesn't matter what you do. You have a voice in everything that you do. And if you care enough about your success, you have the ability to change things. And I, I can only speak within my industry, right? So within my industry, we have 110,000 people across this country, which is incredible. We have 66,000 people in this province. And every single one of those people in this province has the ability to change their business today if they want to. And they have the ability to change the industry today if they want to. And the only way to do that is if they take control of their power and their voice and know what they want. and. For I can and you know, I'm sorry to plug the, the political stuff, but if there's anybody out there in Ontario or at in the entire US that feels that they want a voice in selecting their next leader, you need to speak to your local representative at your local real estate board and say, This is who I want to represent me. Um because if you don't pick the people that you want, someone will be chosen for you. And unfortunately depending on where you are that may or may not have been the case for a long time and uh especially in Ontario this vote's very important we have a lot of incredible candidates um but you know what it's time for change and it's time to vote for change and in order to do that um please connect with me on social media i am here as an outlet for you guys um if not um you can always speak to your local representative at your board office your executive officer or your president and let your voice be heard um those of you that aren't in real estate speak out and be involved in your community and just get involved in any process. It's going to make you better as a business person. I only know that because at 30 years old, eight years in this business, it's made me better as a business person and a human being in my business. So I really, really thank you for this opportunity Deb. It's been incredible.
0: I love it. And you know what, what you're saying, it's not industry specific. It's human specific. It's, Define what you're passionate about and where you want to plug in and actually do something. And I think that's beautiful. And that's what I love about you. And, and I love the way that you do it. And I think I I believe that the fire up community is absolutely going to see that when they experience this interview and, and they're going to embrace that as well, because that's that's the mentality. You know, I often, people often say like, Who do you, like who's your client, right? And I would say it's, it's somebody who gets up in the morning and says, why not me? Right. It's doesn't matter what they're doing. It's, it's simply their thought is why not me? Hello. And, and then getting them there. Right. And so I think that what you said is so beautiful, whether it's politics or what's happening in your school. Or even, even when you're asked by HR, who do you think would be a great leader, just getting involved in your life and actually making a difference. I think that social media and maybe even media in general has kind of maybe made us feel a little insecure and nervous about telling our point of view. Like we feel like we're going to be shamed or shunned or something. And I think the reality is, is that, and you've heard me say this a million times, uh, those are the people, the people who shame and shun you are the people who are not meant to be in your life. So set them aside, like let them do their thing because the reality is, gosh, if, if we were meant to serve everyone, we would be exhausted and dead by 13. Like, come oh. on now. We're here to serve a slim segment of the billions of people. And so it's almost easier when somebody counts themselves out for us, that leaves the space for the people we're meant to serve. So, all right, my friend. Well, one final cheers to you. Thank cheers. you so much for coming and for being the very first fire up down of 2016. Uh, um, I wish you luck, and I would love to have you come back for a segment when you win your title. Thank you. Your philosophical title. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but you know what I'm
1: talking about. But you know, I'll take it. It's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. You bet. Bye bye.